Welcome to Leap Listens, the employer branding podcast. I'm Sarah and I'm joined by my co-host Roger. Hello. Leap Listens is brought to you by Leap Create, a dynamic people communications agency. Glenn Lester has over 15 years experience helping companies build their employer brands and solve some of their most challenging talent attraction issues. He's worked agency side with multinational clients from a range of industries and spent much of his career in-house at companies such as EY, JLL and Amazon, where he's currently working as Senior Employer Brand Manager. Welcome to the podcast, Glenn. Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm really happy to be here. Excellent. So, Glenn, tell us about you and your career in employer branding. Yeah, well, I grew up in London. I now live in the suburbs, in fact, with my wife and five-year-old daughter who recently started year one, which is incredible how time flies there. I studied management and Spanish in the University of Leeds, and I developed an interest in in marketing from an earlier age. And so when I was at uni, I made sure to take quite a lot of marketing modules. And after I left uni, my first job was in marketing. I continued that and joined a recruitment process outsourcing company in 2007. That was when I was first exposed to the concept of recruitment marketing and employer branding. And I was interested Still, my role was more marketing-focused, kind of corporate marketing. When the credit crunch happened, uh, my role got uh, discontinued. So they moved me into that recruitment marketing team. And I fell in love with it straight away. I really loved the idea of applying some of the concepts and tactics I learned in marketing to kind of change people's lives for the better, really, right? Like help them find the right role. Uh, attract them into the, the job of their dreams. It really appealed to me, and uh, I never looked back from there. After a few years, the company was bought by uh, Alexander Man Solutions. We were set up like a uh, agency. We had a media team, for example, a creative account team. So after a few years, I joined uh, EY, the uh, big four firm, EY. I was at EY eight years. I don't know if, if you've ever worked in-house or had gone from the agency to in-house, but you'll know how different it is in terms of culture. There was no less creative and EY continues to astound me with their creativity. They win so many awards for employer brand. They have a really strong focus. In 2020, I took on a new challenge. I was leading employer branding and recruitment marketing across EMEA for Jones Lang LaSalle. Obviously, we know what happened in 2020. My role was made redundant. However, it gave me the international exposure I was looking for. And I think it helped me land my current role where I am now at Amazon. I'm a senior employer brand manager for our customer service uh, organization where I lead our efforts to attract entry-level customer service associates across the Americas and EU regions. I know it's quite a long introduction. I just want to kind of close it off by saying throughout my career, I've met so many wonderfully talented and just generally wonderful people wherever I've been. And the creativity in this field just astounds me. I, I feel privileged to be exposed to. Uh, so much of it and even leading having the chance to lead on it has been fantastic fantastic that's lovely thank you thanks for that glenn well thank you yeah that's a really interesting career that you've had and thinking about your grounding and background in marketing 
Tell us a bit more about what organizations can learn from those fundamentals and specifically the four P's of product, place, Mm -hmm. price, and promotion. And and how can they use those to enhance their employer branding efforts? Yeah, it's a very good question. So I mentioned that I was very interested in the four P's of score. I think I certainly thought marketing was just about perhaps the, the promotion. I'm not sure if this is, if anyone else does. I was interested when I heard that actually marketing has a say in product, place, and price. Essentially, it's developing the right product, making it available to customers in the right place where they will shop, et cetera, selling it at the right price they're willing to pay and with the right level of promotion. I think there's actually seven Ps now, and one of them is people, which I think is a great segue into employer branding because obviously we're here to attract and retain the right people. But if you think of four Ps in a talent attraction or employer brand context, then there's a lot that, that we can learn. So the product could be the employer itself. It could be the job, career path, culture. Let's, let's say it could be the employee experience. I think it's vital that EB pros understand the audience needs and help define the product to answer these needs. In other words, shape that culture or the employee experience, right? I think you could say this is where people build out employee value propositions, like how does the product we offer, i.e. the role, the experience, fulfill the needs of the right people? And if it doesn't, how do we get there? Uh, I think if price in marketing terms is what customers are willing to pay, then in EB, the price is, or in talent attraction, the price is what candidates can afford. So it's obviously the salary. But think beyond that, it can also be tangible financial benefits that's going to make that offer more attractive to them. Place is the interesting one for me. I think place, simply you could think places where employees are actually working and what that environment looks like. If it's in office, you know, what, what cool tech might they get to work with or how do they collaborate, uh, what perks. I think though EB professionals need to consider place in a talent attraction context though as the place where people apply. In other words, the recruitment process itself, like the application, can they experience? How long does it take to complete the application? What do the interviews involve, the assessment? Think of it as it's the shop window, right, for prospective employees. You've got to get that right. Otherwise, all the work that you've done beforehand will fall flat. And obviously, promotion, I think, is easier to grasp. That's taking all the elements and doing what most people probably think when they hear the word recruitment marketing or even misunderstand employer branding. So it's creating your campaigns, it's getting all your videos, getting all your content together and activating it across all your channels, be it social media, search, job boards, career sites, and so on. And I think it's where employer brand professionals will end up spending most of their time, perhaps because they don't have the visibility or control over those other four Ps. In terms of the culture, the salary, and even how candidates apply that applicant method, they're usually decisions that are made by other teams, like C-suite leaders might shape that culture or want to shape that culture. Operations, HR, recruitment, etc., will have a say in things like how we apply and what the salary will be. But even if your focus is more on promotion, a good marketer understands that promotion is only effective if you have a thorough understanding on all those other Ps, the product, price, and place. So for an employee brand professional, you have to gain the understanding of the job experience, the workplace environment, the application method, the salary benefits, what it means to your audience in order to maximize your return on promotion. And also, 
EV professionals, your role is customer centric. You understand your customer is the candidate. You gain a clear understanding of their needs. So you have an opportunity to influence those decisions. Yeah, it's, um, it's a very interesting concept. There's quite a lot to sort of like take in, isn't there? So I'm interested in sort of understanding um, ways in which organizations from that can get back to basics um, with their employer branding and how they can do that. So whenever I've started new roles in employer brand, I have been tempted to just change everything or want to change everything because I've come from a different environment and I'm trying to bring in what I've, what I've learned there. But I think the important thing is to really understand where they're at in terms of their own culture and readiness. So get to know the organization. I, I did this by just having conversations with recruitment and even marketing or, or business stakeholders to understand what experience they get in or even what they want and what we're giving them. How do the jobs that we're offering meet their needs? You also need to do an audit of all your candidate-facing comms, all the career sites saying, the social presence, job descriptions, comms throughout their journey. Even reviewing the onboarding and internal engagement tools and comms, that kind of reinforces that product that we're talking about earlier, the, the proposition. You know, once your customers, candidates have bought into it and joined, the equivalent of a refund is they leave after a couple of weeks because it's not what they expected. So it's so important to make sure that that what we're promising is being delivered from the get-go. I will say a note on competitors. You want, we also want to review your talent competitors to see how they're doing things. But I would say don't obsess over them. Stay focused on who your customers are, who your audience are, what they need and want and value. You might get some good ideas from your competitors, but you have, you have no idea of how it works. It's just if you think that they're offering something better in terms of the price or the place that they're doing it on the product, then you bring that into play. Start by just, just making tweaks here and there. Like if you notice that the job template is inconsistent throughout, make changes there. I've done this and it goes down really well with the recruiters because it makes their life easier. It's about trying to uh, attract the best candidates and sometimes a job description is the best way of doing that. If you have social media presence, if there's a careers channel, uh, but there's no real strategy behind it, start by creating a con content plan, introduce employee advocacy just to engage people and create stories and share them out. These are activities which are basic because they come at little to zero cost and they don't take necessarily that much time to do. If you are doing pay campaigns, talk about that promotion side, experimenting with different messages will, will be key. Bring out the salary more or some of those benefits that we mentioned earlier and see what impact that has. If there's a certain other benefit or cultural aspect which is not apparent, just add it, see what it impact it has. And I think that's how you learn, really. Don't be afraid to fail uh, with these because everything you learn from that will help you when it comes to creating a bigger strategy that you have in mind to enhance the, if you like, four Ps of talent attraction. You've drawn some parallels there between marketing products and services and how you market roles in the employer brand. But I guess you're not actually often in the marketing department when you're tasked with this work. So how do you integrate or how do you find collaboration with the marketing department and other departments around the employer branding approach that you've taken? Yeah, that's a really good question. Again, I, I think anyone, anyone in employer brand can maybe testify that it can be a lonely role. At times, you're a sole practitioner 
in employer branding or certainly for your team that you're doing it for or even in an employer brand team it's often the smallest team in the organization so it does feel like it's, it's just you against the world um so you got to build those relationships you mentioned marketing and for sure sometimes there is a bit of a clash a disconnect between what recruitment want and what marketing want and it's essential to try and provide that bridge you're right we can't do it all in employer branding not without help but what marketing can do for you is they can shape the way you package it up and they can help you craft the research that goes into an employee value proposition and, and the messaging development that goes behind it but they they are the custodians of the of the brands and it's in their interest to know how you're planning to activate the employer brand it's one and the same but it's also in your interest to stay connected with them because they have access to the creative resource they have access to the latest brand design toolkits and templates that you might need to go and do things and that that's that's how i recommend you approach that if we're talking about building relationships with other teams as well that's equally important for me as a as a marketer coming into employer branding, which is a career move that a lot of people might make. Um, it's important to understand, and it took me a while to realize this, how vital the recruitment or talent acquisition or hiring team is. They are your, they are your friends, they're probably your best friends. You have to build relationships with them from the get-go. They'll appreciate anything you do that makes their life easier. It, as I mentioned earlier, kind of making enhancements and tweets to the comms that we do, if it's going to impact their ability to hire quicker, better, faster, they'll appreciate that. But the chances are they also have access to a lot of data you need to develop that product that we talk about or around the price and seeing if it's actually on par with what uh, competitors are paying or even the place. I mean, they're going to have the most influence around the, the place side of employer brand, like how people are come to apply. So any improvements that you identify you want to make, you can you would partner with them. As you expand this idea further, let's say you've identified a gap where you're just not getting enough people to apply. You're getting them to the career site, for example, uh, but then you see a big drop off. But further down the funnel, what you're seeing though is those that do apply actually end up joining for the most part. So you can maybe trial a hiring event, a virtual hiring event that might make that process easier. It's a new place, for example, for them to apply. But you need your recruiters on board with this. You need them to do it because they're the ones who are likely to be delivering this for you. So there's other teams as well. I can mention like HR and the business, uh, like operations, what you might call that, uh, those teams. Sorry, by HR, it could mean people, talent, however that's uh, described. But if we're talking about building or making enhancements to the actual product, the experience, or the price itself, the salary. These are decisions which normally these teams are involved in. They're building the people strategies to identify the type of talent needed for the future. They can help secure any sponsorship for big initiatives you want to implement. They can galvanize employees to participate in internal research that you want to do. And they'll, they'll have their own data to share as well on employee engagement, retention rates, exit interviews. So you as an employer brand professional can track that and see whether what you're seeing matches up and do what's needed to enhance those four Ps of talent attraction. Yeah, that's um, that's great. We hear that a lot, actually, Glenn. Um, EB can be a very lonely 
space. And um, it's all about making friends and building relationships with other departments um, mm. as you just can't do it on your own. And there was some great advice actually from Peter Markey from Boots, who's the CMO of Boots on this back in one of our early podcasts and definitely one to go and check out for anyone that wants to hear more about that. So thinking about those four P's, Glenn, how do you evaluate and iterate your employer brand strategy uh, using, you know, data and feedback to make more informed decisions? Yeah, this is the question I was dreading because um, it is, I think, still a problem that employer brand professionals are still trying to solve. I think the easiest way, though, is to track some of the promotion metrics. So you obviously look at how many impressions and clicks, even applications we're getting through our activities. And as I mentioned earlier, you can kind of make adjustments, bring in different messages to see what impact that has. I think you need to go beyond that and look at results over time months, even year, maybe even five years to see how candidate candidate behaviors adapted to your changes. Are we seeing more applications for a role than before having uh, introduced a strategy for employer brand based on this improvement of the four Bs? Are we seeing more interviews and offers? Are we seeing less attrition? I think that's how you get to know whether or not your uh, strategy is working. We also need to stay up to date with the latest trends. Uh, these sorts of podcasts are, are great simply because you get to hear what else is going on, what might be coming uh, that you're not necessarily going to know, especially if you're in the in-house role, which can be much more insular. You also need to do the job of monitoring what people are saying on Glassdoor or, or other social media review sites or social media itself, just to see where your product and your price and even your place side of things is, is matching up. Glassdoor will, will help solve that. It's a lot to go through. So if you have the opportunity to partner with companies that can package it up for you, like there's one called Linked Humans, I think Universe can do it. There are, I'm sure, others. Then go ahead and do it. If you can't do that, then again, going back to partnering with like HR teams, especially or talent teams or recruitment, get whatever data they have, workplace surveys, candidate feedback surveys, employee feedback surveys, exit interviews. That will tell you a lot about what you need to know about where your four Ps of talent attraction, again, product price place promotion, but in that context, are actually landing with your audience. Really good advice there. And um, uh, one of the things that we can, as Sarah referred to a, a previous podcast, and you know, we're not just trying to promote all previous episodes, but there's a really interesting <laughs> one that, um, when, uh, <laughs> Becky Farmer of Vodafone joined us recently. And, and the whole podcast was about, about data because, mm. you know, quite often it's ours, isn't it? How have we moved the needle? How can we prove this stuff works? And um, she, gave some really interesting insights about the data points that they measure so it's great to have your knowledge to add to that too so glenn you'll be uh, i don't know you might be surprised to to learn that we've um we're pretty much reaching the end of our time now but one of the things that we always do is ask our guests if they have got any top reads or listens that they would like to recommend and it doesn't have to be anything to do with this this space be anything that you're currently listening to or reading that you'd you'd like to share well, of course, Leap Listens. I have to pick up Leap Listens as well. I mean, <laughs> no, one, no, no one's ever said that before. <laughs> the chances are that people who are listening to this podcast or any other Leap Listens podcast know how great it is. Um, in industry, I recommend subscribing to James Ellis's employer brand newsletter that comes out daily. That's, that's got a lot of great advice. 
for EBS, recruiters, marketers, businesses generally, on how to build and maintain distinct employer brand. And he definitely has more to say around applying those marketing and brand concepts. Yes. I'd also recommend, I don't know if you've heard, uh, Recruiting Brain Food. That's uh, Create by Hungry. Yeah, that's, that's great. Again, employer brand professionals don't can't be so insular. need to really understand what's really going on in the wider talent acquisition space as well. Uh, if you're into more employee engagement, um, then the Engaging Employer podcast by Chris uh, Lacant. Howard, apologies to Chris if I mispronounced that name. Um, in terms of what I read and listen to, uh, if it's not business related, I, I, yeah, I, I have my um, Alexa uh, app with me. Oh, just come on, bear with me. And that's that. Sorry, I'm, I'm not trying to plug my uh, organization. There's other devices out there too. <laughs> I've always got my music on. I always find that that helps me unwind, chill, and that. So I'm not gonna tell people what style of music they should listen to, but I do recommend it if you're struggling with creativity or just need to get out of your headspace, then that's worth doing. And as for reading, well, there's probably lots of books I could recommend. One book that I read more recently was called Lessons in Chemistry. They're actually turning that into a, uh, they've turned it into an Apple TV show, but I definitely recommend reading that book if you haven't had the chance to yet. Phenomenal book. Sounds, yeah, really interesting. Take a listen. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for joining us and for sharing your knowledge with us. No problem. Thank you, Ken. Thank you. Thanks for listening. For more expert insights, check out our other bite-sized episodes, perfect for micro learners and those with a short attention span, just like me. And if you're in employer branding and recruitment marketing, you might be interested in our monthly EB meetups. Just search EB Meetup on LinkedIn and join our community. For anything else, contact us via leapcreate.co.uk. See you next time.